Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. And today is going to be a continuation of this little mini series I got going on about dieting. And the last two episodes, we talked about, you know, number 26 was dieting is making you gain weight, where we I explained what happens when you do a really restrictive diet and how it activates your body's self-defense system, which ultimately sets you up to gain weight after the diet. And then last week, we talked about fat loss secret of the successful 5% because like I shared with you guys, we don't have a weight loss problem. We have a keeping the weight off problem. And statistics show that only 5% of people keep the weight off past three years, which is kind of, it's kind of depressing. But we really dove in and um, talked about what are those things that those 5% are doing that's helping them to successfully keep the weight off. And what I told you guys we were going to talk about today was how to diet in a more sustainable way. Because the truth is, you know, we do have to restrict calories, right? The whole weight loss thing is, um, is, of course, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, There's a lot of things that moving parts that go into it, but ultimately it's energy in, energy out. Um, But where we kind of, we struggle is the part of the energy out. It's really easy, we can track calories, we can do all that stuff, but when the, the, calories out equation is a little bit more because you have to take into account your metabolism, the thermogenic effect of food, um, you know, your exercise, your non-exercise activity. So there's just more factors involved in that. So that's why it can be pretty complicated. But we're going to dive into the nutrition part because that is what I told you we were going to do. And I'm going to be completely honest. I've been working on this podcast for a couple of days now and I've been kind of struggling because I think what I was trying to do is like put everything about, you know, sustainable dieting in one episode and it just wasn't working. I was like, for one, it's going to be overwhelming. I can go on and on about this. There's a lot of moving parts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this up in a couple of episodes. Um, Point being is I always really try to give y'all information and episodes that revolve around something that's sustainable, something that is doable. It's, um, I try to really give y'all what you need and not the extra fluff because I know you don't have time. This is that much extra time and I really appreciate your time and you hanging out with me. So that's why I try to keep these episodes around 30 minutes or less. So just kind of giving you a platform of what is what to expect. So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about what are three nutritional foundations for successful weight loss, for sustainable dining. What are three things that we can start doing and having incorporate in order to have a strong foundation for setting us up for sustainable dieting? And then 
you're going to tune in for next week. We're going to do something really fun. I'm uh, at the end of this episode, I'm going to leave y'all with a little homework. If you didn't know, I used to be a teacher. I love, I love homework. <laughs> I love learning. I love all that stuff. So I'm going to leave you with something actual that you can do until the next, until next week's episode. And then we're really going to talk about like looking at the information you come with, um, based on what I'm telling you you're going to do, you got to wait till the end of the episode to hear what it is. Um, and I'm going to show you how to decode what you find out and how to use that information to move forward and know what to eat and how to eat. Because that is the other part of the equation that is kind of people get caught up on. Um, there's a lot of cookie cutter diets out there and things. There's a lot of restricted diets. Like there's, you know, there's not a shortage of that. But everything I do, I try to make it in a way that you can customize it to yourself because you're different from this other mom and that other mom. Everybody's in a different position, their body, their metabolism. Um, You know, just because we're different sizes in itself, you know, we're at different points. And so it doesn't do you any service if I tell you, okay, if you want to lose weight, just eat 1400 calories. Well, that could be maybe correct for some of you, but what happens if you're a mom that is eating 1200 calories and you've plateaued and you're not seeing any more progress, right? Because I have a lot of women that I've done nutrition consults that come to me that are eating 1200 calories, 800 calories, 900 calories, not seeing any more results. And they're like, I don't know what to do. And at that point, what are you going to do? You're going to cut more calories. You need 600 calories a, a day. That's not doable. And so I help them to get their metabolism back up to a place where they can lose weight. And so it's going to be really exciting what I'm going to share with you next week. I'm going to help you figure out, are you under eating? Are you overeating? About what calories should you be? What what approach should you be taking? You know, that's going to be a little bit more custom to you. And it's going to be really special because like I said, this is something I do with one-on-one clients. So you're going to, I'm going to show you how to kind of walk yourself through that process just so you can get started. And I'm also going to share with you how I go about sustainably dieting. Like if I want to lose, uh, cut some fat or if what I share with my clients, that's something that is very sustainable and that can fit in your mom life. And it's a, it's a way that you don't have to cut out things. You can actually make room. And I'm going to share with you how to do that, you know, for those fun meals, those, those social settings, right? Because that's another thing is it's not to me. I feel very strongly about this, whatever diet that you're doing, it has to leave room for the social aspect. We're just social people. And bottom line is food is part of that. And that's how we connect. And you just can't get away from it. That's just part of our society. Um, And by you don't need to isolate yourself away from social situations because you don't know how to handle the food part. So I'm going to kind of I'm going to walk you through um, what I do and how it works for me and it allows me to still have those social settings. It allows me not to look like I have food issues in front of my kids because that's another thing is I don't like to, um, you know, oh, well, mommy can't have that. Mommy can't have this. Or I don't want my my kids to see that I eat way differently from them, um, especially as my daughter gets older, right? So anyways, so that's going to be next week's episode. So for today, let's stick to what we're going to talk about today. Like I said, I'm going to share with you three nutritional foundations for sustainable dieting, for successful weight loss. These are things um, that are going to help you to stay consistent. The overall 
underlining factor of everything. If you want sustainability, if you want something that's going to be um, a lifestyle, it, you have to be able to be consistent with it. Now, do you have to be 100% perfect? No, not by any means. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect, whatever. You know, that that's not sustainable. That in itself, having that mentality of all or nothing, like in putting yourself on that high pedestal, it's a hard fall to come down from and it's just not realistic. So we have to leave room for things, you know, just like I was sharing with you, I'm going to, uh, next week, I'm going to tell you how you could still enjoy food like your favorite foods and social settings, that means a lot in sustainability, right? Because it's not realistic to say you're never going to have cake again at a birthday party or have a margarita or whatever it is that you pick and choose, right? Now, does that mean you get to have that every day? Probably not, but we find some sense of balance that and something that is able that you're able to keep consistently doing because we don't we all know what happens when we really restrict Right. So I this is kind of a side note, but I think it's important for you to understand how we function when we highly restrict things. What do you what do your children do if you tell them they can't have something? They throw a fit, right? It's just, oh my gosh, I really, really want it now. I really, really want it now. And it's funny because as adults, we don't outgrow that because that's just how we are. That's just part of being a human is when we highly restrict something, it psychologically makes you want that more. And so that's what I tell women. These diets where you take out things is really hard. Yes, some people can do those kinds of lifestyles and they can, but majority of us, it doesn't work. And if you are in a state of constantly being restricted and feeling restricted, guess what? You're going to start becoming pretty obsessive about your food and it's going to be like, that's all you can think about. And what that is doing is just going to lead you up to a binge. So when you finally do give in, it's going to be hard for you to stop right? Because you were like, oh my gosh, I've been so restricted and now I have this and you're going to binge. So a little tip on that actually is, you know, to be completely honest, I, um, I don't buy everything for my house. Like I have boundaries I set when it comes to myself and my kids. And there's just some things that we don't buy. I don't buy sodas. I don't buy little Debbie cakes. I don't buy certain like candy all the time. I don't keep that stuff routinely in the house, yet I don't restrict me or my kids from having it. So what does that mean? So that means like, you know, I just don't make it that easily available. But if we really, really want it, well, then we can just go drive our happy butts to the store and get it right. But setting that boundary, oh gosh, that barrier is what I was looking for. Setting that barrier to make it harder to get, like what is the likelihood that I'm going to like, if I have a craving for something that I want to haul all my kids to the store, like, you know, um, but telling yourself like, oh, if I choose not to have it, but if I wanted it, I can go up and go get it. It psychologically doesn't make it like this, oh my gosh, this taboo restrictive thing. And that's another thing is I don't, um, ever say like, I don't eat this or that, like, or that's bad or that's good. You know, making food a religion is not helping you. It's, it's giving you food issues. Um, and that's a podcast in itself right there to talk about that. Um, but that's just a little tip, you know, that's a, like a psychological thing saying, I choose not to have this, but if I did want it, like I can go get it. Just don't make it so easily available by buying it and having it in the house all the time. All right. so, Let's dive into these three things. Um, The first one is less is more. And this is the concept of minimal effective dose. So really simply what this means is, is 
the smallest dose that will produce a desired outcome and any beyond, anything beyond that minimal effective dose that you're doing is actually just wasteful and it's just using up your energy. I want to give you a little example and we're really going to talk about what this means in terms of nutrition and fitness. But for example, water boils at 100 degrees Celsius at standard air pressure. Water is not quote unquote, more boiled if you add more heat, you would save money on your gas or your electricity bill if you continue, if you didn't continue to increase the temperature of the water. The same concept goes for weight loss and getting fit. Just because you're doing more and more and, and going 110 to 10% doesn't mean you're going to get faster results. Right. And we think, you know, like I said, we think that it's going to do that. But really what it's doing is just setting you up to plateau or to um, have a setback. Right. Because we're putting ourselves we're, we're pushing ourselves too hard. But really, we're also leaving progress on the table for a couple of reasons. One being you can only gain so much muscle in a month, even if you're doing everything right. And for a woman, you're doing damn good if you can gain half a pound of muscle a month. Um, but even as time goes, that growth is going to slow down once you get closer to your potential max. So the same thing with weight loss. Plus, you can only lose so much weight a week before you start to activate your body's self-defense system, which we talked about in episode 26. And we talked about how you don't want to do that because what is that doing? It's setting you up for a rebound, for a binge, and actually to gain more fat cells in the end. So we don't want to be in that position at all. And, you know, the, the another concept about this or the, uh, you know, when it comes to nutrition is, you know, we think, uh, you know, we think we have to do the more extreme we diet, the more we cut out, the less food we eat, the faster that we're going to lose weight, right? So I want to give you an example of how the body works when we do this. You know, your body, which I talked about in that episode number 26 about energy gap, your body does not like an energy gap. And what does that mean? It means say you, your, your metabolism, you know, is 2000 calories, meaning like you eat 2000 calories a day and you don't gain weight. You just maintain that's your maintenance calories. All right. And you decide you want to go on diet. You want to lose a bunch of weight. And so you drastically cut your calories to 11, 1200 calories. Okay, so that is a big energy gap, meaning you're now giving you drastically cut your energy source. Right. And your body's like, whoa, 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 wait, I don't want to just like be excreting all this energy. Right. Like burning all these calories if I'm only getting this much calories in. So your body starts to adapt and close in that gap of your calorie range. So what happens is you start to, your body adjusts to that 1,200 calories. And guess what? That becomes your maintenance. And guess what? That's when you get into a plateau. And guess what? When you're at 1,200 calories and you're plateaued, it feels really overwhelming to start because it's like, what do I do now, right? And so we want to milk our progress for as much as we can, right? You want to do the minimum effective dose that's going to get you the desired outcome. So say if you are that woman that is maintaining on 2,000 calories, why not just cut out 300 calories, right? Cut out, go to 18, 1800, 1700 calories, somewhere around there. And, you know, you're going to see, yes, you might not see like that quick weight loss like you would if you were to drastically cut. But at the same time, you're going to have more consistent progress over the long term. And it's just like steady wins the race, right? Um, and so that is a better uh, tactic because guess what? Eventually, yes, your body will adjust to like that 1700 calories. 
calories. But you have room to go from there. You still have tools in your toolbox. You're like, okay, now I cut another 300 calories. Now I'm at 1400, you know, and then it the weight loss picks back up. And that's very, that's more consistent. Not only that is your body, it, it doesn't send a strong signal to your body that you're in a starvation mode, which is definitely not what we want. Your body's not gonna be in a space a position to get the most even out of your exercise as well because you know bottom line is most women want to look fit right they want to look toned so what does that mean that means you're dropping body fat and you're gaining muscle at the same time to give you that tone look those curves in the right places if your body thinks it's in starvation mode do you think that it's going to try to gain muscle it's not and you know it's for a beginner, somebody that's just getting started in fitness, um, it's called newbie gains. It's really easy to drop fat and gain muscle at the same time, even in a calorie deficit, because everything's just new, the stimulus and all that's new. But over time, like say somebody like me, I've been working out for years, it's not as easy to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. We usually have to kind of, you know, do one or the other. But in the beginning, if you're new to all this, you can definitely gain um, muscle and lose fat at the same time, but you want to be smart about it and you don't want to drastically cut your calories so much where your body is thinking it's in starvation mode and that's not doing you any good in the long term if you're in it for the long uh, long haul. If you want to lose a, a bunch of weight really fast and for like some event and then you have no problem with gaining it back and more than whatever, do what you want and just also know that majority of that's is you're just losing water weight too. You know, a lot of us think like we go on these low carb diets, we go on a keto diet and the first week oh my gosh I lost 10 pounds well yeah most of that is water weight because you carry three grams of water for every one gram of carbs so you drastically cut your carbs and your body stores carbs you drastically cut that guess what your body's gonna let go of a bunch of weight because it doesn't need it to hold on to those carbs because you don't have those carbs anymore okay so that's just kind of a side note. Now, this same concept of minimal effective dose is true for exercise as well. Your body adapts, like I said, your body adapts to everything. Our bodies are so, it's really amazing, right? But sometimes it doesn't seem like it's working in our favor. If you never exercised, you know, and you think, oh, well, I'm going to start doing two hours of cardio every day, well, sure, you're going to get quick results at first, but your body is going to work on adapting to that stimulus. So over the week, over the weeks, you're not going to be burning as many calories as you were in the beginning, right? Exercise, and you know this, right? Exercise gets easier, right? If you keep on doing the same routine, it's going to get easier. Would well, you think your body is using as much resources and energy to do that exercise as as it was in the beginning, now that's easier? No, it's not. So we need to be really smart about exercise as well. And like I said, you can only gain so much muscle at once. Like just, just because you're eating more protein and lifting more weights doesn't mean you're gonna gain muscle any faster. There's a point where this is just your natural progression. Like you can't be nature. Like that's just the you can't make you can't speed up that process by doing more of those good things, you know, like, and, and really more is not better all the time. And, and this is really, I hope I kind of gave you that concept now by explaining what I meant by minimum effective dose. And, the, and also when it comes to exercise, you don't want to use all your tools in your toolbox at once and have nothing left for later, right? And plus, you're just going to get burned out from the exercise mentally and physically, and you're just more likely to give up. And I see this time and time again, when women, they burn themselves out, they do everything 
everything 110%, everything to the max. And then it's like, okay, they, they're all hot and heavy for like a week or two, and then they burn out, right? Because that's just not realistic long term. So that was the first um, foundation was really less is more uh, minimum effective dose. If you are in this for the long haul, then do it right the first time (laughs) just do it right. And then you don't have to like go back and forth and, you know, this whole vicious cycle of gaining weight, losing it, gaining weight, losing it. I really don't want that for you. So what is the second foundation? It's routines. It's having If you want a lifestyle, if you want this to be a lifestyle, you have to have systems and routines about how you you go about this, right? Especially if you're a mom, you know, you need to fit this into your mom life. And some of those big key things when it comes to routines and schedules is meal planning and meal prepping, really setting yourself up for the week because I know and you know, right, how many times have you been like, this is going to be my week, I'm going to do better this week, I'm not going to fall off track, but if you don't plan that out, you don't ensure that for yourself, things are going to come up, you're a mom, right, like all kinds of things come up that we were not prepared or did not expect, but we can prepare our food. All right. So some of the things and this is definitely something I'm going to talk about in the future is meal planning and meal prepping, because I believe so strongly about it that it that as a mom, I will say uh, this is how bold I will be about this, that if you're not meal planning and meal prepping, you can expect that you're not going to be consistent with your nutrition. You can't. It's just like I said, I mean, unless you're just a mom that you have tons of help with your kids, <laughs> nothing ever goes wrong. Like maybe if you're that unicorn mom, sure. But really, we need to be more, we need to set ourselves up to succeed. And routines are that, you know, routines, meal planning, meal prepping is definitely that thing that you can incorporate and have that insurance for the week that like everything else can go to shit. But I have my nutrition down you know, and, and more importantly, like eating healthy and having that throughout the week is going to help you to mentally, mentally and physically be able to get through all the like fires and the setbacks that are trying to come up throughout the week. All right. So that is something I, you know, people that are sustaining this weight loss, people that, you know, you, like I said, a lifestyle, you have to have routines in place. And I even will say the same thing for your exercise, having a routine, exercising at the same times on the same days, really setting up that ritual of like, what do I do before? What do I do after? You know, and the same thing with meal planning and meal prepping. You know, I have a system I, I go through, like I check, I do an inventory of my kitchen based on what I have left and I need to cook is how I do my meals. And then I have the same way that I do my grocery list and I do a online order. Like I do things in all the same way and I always go pick it up at the same time. Like I know it sounds really boring, but it really does help to have that consistency. All right, so that is the second piece. The next piece is awareness through monitoring. And this is something that a lot of us um, don't do. We don't have any way of monitoring ourselves and being coming aware. But I want you to think about this. If you're not aware of what's going on and what are the things that you need to change, how are you going to change those things? You don't know what to do. So a lot of us will go about are um, if you aren't monitoring, you know, your progress in some way. Um, and what I'm really talking about right now is if keeping a food diary, tracking your food. If you, it, it, we as a whole, and the studies show this, like we underestimate and overestimate what we eat all the time. Like, because for one, if you've never cooked, 
kept a food diary, if you um, never read food labels, like you really have no idea what's in your food and how that's ending up. Like if I was to ask most women, you know, how many calories a day do you eat? They would completely miss that by by hundreds of calories, either under or over shooting, you know, and you really don't know until you actually keep a food diary and you you see, you know, all those little things add up, those little snacks here and there add up, um, you know, to give some examples too of things like when I do a nutrition consult, one of my favorite things to do with people is, um, is before we even really dive in, before I tell them anything, I ask them, well, what do you think about your food diary for the week? Like, what what popped up for you? How do you feel about it? And the responses I get tell me where that woman is mentally a lot of the times, you know, or, or how much of a lack that they really understand what's in their food. Because I've heard some examples of things I've heard is, Oh my gosh, I'm I eat horrible. Like I know I'm overeating. I'm eating really horrible. Turns out this woman's only eating 800 900 calories a day, but because her choices are fast food and junk food, even though she eats one to two times a day, she thinks she's severely overeating because her choices are horrible, but really she's undereating because she's only eating once or maybe twice a day. So it, it just, like I said, you really aren't aware. For me, I've been keeping a food diary off and on for four or five years, you know, and I don't do it all the time because I've gotten to a point where I can maintain really easy because I know what my body needs to maintain. I know what four ounces of, of meat looks like and one cup of, you know, of uh, vegetables and one cup of whatever carbs. Like I know what my plate looks like because I've done it for so long. But if I want to tune things in, if I want to really like focus on fat loss, really taking my my results to the next level, I have to still keep a food diary and I come back to it. And it's funny how like over time, like if I kind of stop doing it for a while and I come back to it, I'm like, oh, wow, my portions are kind of off. Like I was, it just, it, it just gets distorted and it's really easy because we go out to eat at restaurants and we look at our plates and they're completely distorted about like how much do we really need for, you know, a meal. Um, so just, we really don't have any any clue. And that's okay because you've never been taught that. And you never had, if you've never had to keep a food diary or, or read food labels, like you don't know. And, you know, most of um, the way dieting goes is we have a cookie cutter plan, right? Um, or just don't eat all these, like they severely cut out food groups. Like, yeah, if you cut out all carbs, you're going to lose weight because you're severely cutting out calories. Like majority of what we overeat in junk food has carbs in it. Like it, it just makes sense, right? So a lot of these diets will do that. They'll take out complete food groups because they know, oh, we take this out. Like they're not going to eat that and it's going to severely restrict calories. So I rather, what I like to teach women how to do is actually understand what's in their food and more importantly, understand what does my body need for what goals that I want to do and how to adjust that as that change because also that changes over time, right? Especially if, um, say, you are somebody that has lost a bunch of weight and now you're struggling for that last 10, 20 pounds, 
you really needed to have to dial in your nutrition, right? Those kind of cookie cutter diets that were working before is not going to work for you anymore because now you really have to dial it in for yourself and they don't teach you how to do that. Um, So that's why I really feel strongly about what I teach women how to do because I don't give them a fish. I teach them how to fish, right? Like we've all, you've heard that saying, right? And so they can go off and do that on their own and they don't need me to tell them what to eat all the time. They can figure that out for themselves because they have a system. So what I am going to leave you with is what I want you to do right? This is going to be your one week, um, what your assignment is for the week is I want to challenge you to keep a food journal. All right. And I really recommend downloading my fitness pal. It's really easy. You can even add me on there. My name is mom is the new strong. Um, if you want to like check out, not saying like, Oh, like to check out what I eat because you have to eat what I eat, but you know, just kind of, it's kind of fun. Like I think it's fun to look at people's food diaries and see how they eat. And I'm maybe I'm just a nerd like that. But um, yeah, definitely download it. I challenge you to track everything you eat and drink for the next week. And that includes the weekend, guys. Like, And that includes everything you put in your mouth. And I know it can be overwhelming at first. Definitely it does get easier with time doing it. One thing I suggest doing If you are somebody that doesn't plan out your meals, you don't know what every meal or the next meal is going to be, then just track your meal after every time you eat. If you're somebody that does meal plan, you can plan out your meal for the day. I mean, you can put everything in like the beginning of the day. Um, So do that. And then I promise it'll be so worth it because next week when we talk, um, I'm going to walk you through like, what does this mean? Like based on your food diary, where are you at? Where are you struggling? Um, I'm going to give you some things like to really think about so you can analyze where you're at. And then what's even more exciting, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to see if you're under eating, overeating, and then what to do next based on whether you're in either camp of like under eating or overeating, because, you know, what you need is different based on the two. Um, And then I'm going to share with you what I do, how I sustainfully diet and what my dieting is and what my protocol is for that. So um, I'm going to leave you with that. I'm not going to ramble on anymore. And I really hope you take this seriously, that you go ahead and do this food diary. And like I said, I promise I will make it worth your wild if you show up with that next week. But I'm going to leave you with that. And as always, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are.